Ladies and gentlemen, that's not really how we address our listeners, is it? <laughs> that's like we're at a rally or something. <laughs> Welcome back to Caucus Talk, and we um, have in the studio today a very special guest, our very own Andrew. Give it up for Andrew. So we're going to be doing travel tips today. Hey, guys. <laughs> about our very own... KMV region. Mineral waters region. MRV region. Yeah, so in Russian, it's the Mineralny Vody region, if you read it out. But mineral waters region. What's the K? Kafkazki Mineralny Vody. Yes. Caucasus mineral waters. Yeah. And this was one of those things in grammar class that came up where you have to declinate it, and you have to declinate all three words, and they're all plural. So that's like third-year Russian. You just can't even say anything about the region, so you just say KMV. There you go. Yeah, so we've done travel tips for, we're getting through all of the regions yes. in the region. Of the North Caucasus. Of the North Caucasus. Eight total. Um, man, eight. That's so many. Yeah. And, uh, but we don't want to overlook um, our very own little region. Now, my first question for you, Andrew, is not one that you wrote down. Okay. But um, is MRV really in the Caucasus? Yeah. Okay, that was short. According, that was a question. according to the Russian government, it is. So there's a caveat there. Well, historically, these lands were Caucasus lands. Uh, the Circassian nations and Nogai nations lived lived in these lands uh-huh. for centuries and centuries ago. Uh, but uh, in the last twenty years, Pitigorsk was made the capital of the federal Caucasus region. And so that means the Stavropol region that we're a part of is a part technically of the North Caucasus. Culturally, the Stavropol region is much more Russian, but it is a part. And like to any Russian, if you said Pitigorsk or Kislovodsk, they think Caucasus. That's right. So that. we're in the bottom limb of the Stavropol region. And listen, Lermontov and Pushkin wrote about the Caucasus from Pitigorsk. Doesn't so get, don't you dare say this is not the it Caucasus. It doesn't get more that Caucasus That would be heresy. That. that would be true. I would be <laughs> stoned, not only by Andrew. All right, before we get into logistics, let's just define again, define this region. What is the MRV region? Yes. So Caucasus Mineral Waters region, um, this is the kind of north central part of the North Caucasus the main airport, uh, it's the MRV airport for the entire region, is here. And so um, it's basically a four-city region. Piatigorsk, Mineral Waters, Yesentuki, Zelesnovodsk, and Kislovodsk. That's five cities. He's, he's getting better at this counting thing, yes, but yes. he's got it. But it's those five cities, they make up the mineral waters region, because all of them have these different uh, areas where there's lots of um, kind of natural health benefits, the uh, sanatoriums or health resorts dating back to the Soviet times. Yeah. And, yeah. So this place, it's actually interesting to say, I mean, among Russians, this is one of the most famous parts of the North Caucasus historically and yeah. in today's world. Yeah, everybody knows about it. Yeah. And they still come here for sanatoriums. Yep. In fact, we have a friend who's got some health issues. She's American, and she was told to go to a sanatorium. Let's go. All right. Well, let's talk about this. A little of this will, might be a little review for some listeners who are diehards, but it never hurts an ounce of prevention is worth a gallon of cure. That is <laughs> not the right saying, and I said it wrong, and it's not related to this. What I mean is 
That means learning is the mother of repetition. Nice. That was a good, good Russian phrase. <laughs> repetition is the mother of learning. All right. How do you get here, Andrew? All right. Question number one. So if you want to fly, this is the most accessible airport in the entire North Caucasus. The airport code is MRV. Um, Moscow has three port airports. Every Moscow airport flies daily to MRV. Daily? Every, every airport. And this is useful to know. Very useful. Depending where you stay, uh, what airline you fly into Moscow with, you can connect from any of those airports into here. We've given this warning before, but it just never hurts. When you go through Moscow, especially if you connect, make quadruply sure that you fly into and out of the same airport. Yes. Unless you intentionally want to, you know, view... Drive the loop. The loop. <laughs> Which you can do. I've done. Yeah. We've been there. All so right. uh, St. Petersburg has direct flights to Mineral, Mineral Waters Airport, MRV, and vice versa. So this is the only airport in the North Caucasus that does direct flights daily to and from St. Petersburg. And then there are multiple international flights to and from Mineral Waters. Istanbul yeah. is the main one in Turkey. Uh, Yerevan, Armenia, and Baku, Azerbaijan. So the South Caucasus connect here. And then there's several airports. I th- I think seasonally Dubai has yeah, has um, direct, and then Central Asia. So uh, Kazakhstan has direct flights to Minvodi. To Minvodi, I think it's Almaty, maybe that's the former capital, or not the capital. I think it's Almaty. Yeah. Almaty. Yeah, and then Bishkek, which mm-hmm. is in Kyrgyzstan, Kyrgyzstan I think right. has direct flights. Uh, I know there are others, but. Uh, I actually, at some point, there was direct a weekly flight to Dushanbe, which is Tajikistan. So, anyways, there's a lot of international flights coming and going. A lot of ways you can get here. Uh, car, of course, you can drive here. If you drive from Georgia into North Ossetia, you're about four hours from the Mineral Waters region, straight up the highway, jump. straight through Central Caucasus. And then it's a really good point to say about trains. All trains that come into the Caucasus from the north enter through Mineral Waters, the Mineral Waters uh, train station, MRV train station. We arranged that so we could interview passengers for the podcast as needed. Yeah. So uh, you can do fly, you can come from St. Pete all the way on a train, Moscow. Um, just so you have an idea, like I've taken trains uh, direct from Mineral Waters to Vladikavkaz, to Nazran and Ingushetia, Vladikavkaz in North Ossetia. Uh, Grozny and Chechnya, and then you've taken a train from Mineral Waters to Machkala in Dagestan, right? That's right. It was very enjoyable. There's a really popular train from Kislovodsk to Sochi. A lot of people take that train. A lot of folks do Rostov to Sochi as well, or so Rostov to Kislovodsk. We'll get oriented. Kislovodsk is also a hop, skip, and a jump from Minvodi or Pitigorsk. Very accessible. 45 minutes to an hour. Right. Yep. Same region. All right. So trains, planes... And automobiles, yep. all doable. Yeah, that's right. No rivers flowing through here. The next question is pretty much irrelevant. Where do I stay? Just come to Andrew's house. But supposing <laughs> for some reason your house was full with other passers through. We will roll out the red carpet. Yeah. Where would you say people should stay in the region? Yeah, I mean, there are a ton of hotels in this region. Um, a lot of folks come to this region, and then they'll do lots of day trips into Caucasus Republics. But ones I would just mention off the top of my head, uh, in Pitigorsk, uh, Interest is kind of an old school Soviet hotel. It looks like the word in tourist. In tourist, yeah. But uh, they have kind of more standard rooms and then much nicer deluxe rooms. The thing I like about Interest is its location. It's close to downtown Pitigorsk, 
And it's right beside Park Linen, the Linen Park in Kutigors. And it's right up on the upper flanks of Mashuk Mountain. So yes. you can basically go out your back door and start walking the loop around if you, the yeah, mountain. You can get a view of El Bruce from Interest. So just for location's sake, that's a good three-star level. Uh, they're right up from Interest. Walking through Lennon Park is an, an actual four-star hotel called Bristol Hotel. Mm. And then down from Mentor East, uh, along Lennon Park, it's called uh, Gastinitsa Pitigorsk, but Pitigorsk Hotel. Pitigorsk Hotel. This is a classic Soviet two-star hotel. If you want the Soviet two-star experience. I, <laughs> I really like these guys. We've had a lot of people stay there. Their prices are good. I mean, it's pretty standard, but nobody there speaks English. They're really nice. Um, they still like write down orders by pencil. Like when you want to make a reservation, I mean, do it's, they have it's one of those school. key racks where all the keys are hanging on a hook? And they, yeah, I think they do. Oh, that's yeah. creepy. So, uh, anyways, Agatha Christie. That's going actually on. a pretty economic option for you. Uh, Kislevoltz, of course, has a ton of hotels. There's a really nice four star one right on the main strip, towards the park called Grand Hotel. If you're looking for more economic, but just go on TripAdvisor or Booking.com, and there's a ton of good options. All right, Andrew was reticent to include a hotel Besh Tau, but I think it's a great option for several reasons, even though, yes, it is across the street from the construction of the Death Star, which is what we call the new mall going up, which is monstrous. Yes. Um, but it's centrally located. Everyone yeah. knows where it is. It's, a good it's got a restaurant in the hotel, three meals a day you can have. Yep. Yoda syntax going on. And they do your registration in about five minutes at the front desk, right when you show up. So yeah. I think all those, and they got very standard rooms up to the big rooms. They have a swimming pool. They have a swimming pool, though children are not allowed into it because like the chlorine levels are sort of at like super high levels or something like this. <laughs> yeah, that's a good option. We have friends there stay there. Sometimes. All right, you, you listed all five cities. Are all are all cities created equal in, in the Minvodi region? Kislovotsk and Pitigorsk are the largest. Um Yesentuki is smaller, but it's still a nice... It's classy. It's a nice city and has good accommodation. Zelesnovotsk is the smallest. All of them have uh, good, especially like sanatorium options and hotel options. All of them have beautiful parks, mm -hmm. which is kind of a staple in Russia. Every city has a great park, and all of them have beautiful parks. Mineral Waters actually would be the one where the airport is that is probably lagging the most. Uh, it's kind of the gateway to the other cities. So, yeah, I, I would recommend uh, putting your roots down in Pitigorsk or Kislovodsk. Agreed with that. Specifically, one thing about Pitigorsk is it's you can get to any republic except Dagestan in a day trip or back from Pitigorsk, so three or four hours one way. Kislovodsk is t an hour to the west, and so Kislovodsk puts you a lot closer to Karate Cherkessia and Adigea. True. But it puts you an hour farther from the other republics. Uh -huh. So that's something to remember. Choose your battles. As, as you're thinking your, through your And travel. when Andrew says parks, we, we're talking like the mountain in the center uh, on the, like, that Pitigorsk is built around is kind of its own park. It's huge. And in Kislovodsk, yeah. you can get lost in there. They have marathons in their parks. It's yeah, just like it's beautiful. rambling woods. It's huge. So... Uh, these are serious, serious parks. All right, next question. Andrew, in your humble opinion, mm -hmm. what is the best food to get in the mineral waters region? So if we're talking about local food. Um, Sushi. <laughs> here's the thing about the Caucasus mineral waters region. All nationalities are represented here. It's a huge melting pot of the whole, not just the North Caucasus, the entire Caucasus region. Lots right. of Armenians. 
Ajeri's. Like, there are two new Georgian restaurants in town. I haven't Always tried popping up Georgian yeah. restaurants. And so there was even a Mexican restaurant that opened and closed last year. Yes. <laughs> uh, very sad day when it closed. <laughs> but like there's a Chechen restaurant in our city. There's Dagestani restaurants. You can find Karachai, Bokor. Um, there's the Setian restaurants. So there really is everything you could want. You just got to try the shashlik. You got to do the shish kebabs. That's what I would say. Find a good place to get you good shish kebabs. Is the soundtrack to The Greatest Showman playing in anyone else's head right now? It's everything you ever want? <laughs> it's everything you ever want. There we go. So yeah, now I like that. It's in mine now. It just came to me. It's better than Amy Grant, which was stuck in my head earlier for some reason. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's the best food in general, shashlik. And you can, like when it's shashlik season, you, you stroll down the street and it just wafts, the, the fragrance yeah. wafts over you. I mean, you don't have to go far to find shashlik here. My mouth just watered. So what's some? give us some specific restaurants, best hole-in-the-wall restaurants. What do you yeah. love? So here's the two I will recommend. Um, one is in Essentuki. It's an amazing Georgian restaurant. And it kind of is a hole in a wall just because it's hard to find and it's pretty small. It's called Gamar Joba. Gamar Joba. Got it. But if you go on TripAdvisor, it's one of the top rated restaurants in Essentuki. Uh, amazing Georgian food. That being said, I've never been to a Georgian restaurant I didn't love. <laughs> um, but that... What I like about that place, it's really small. The food is amazing. And then it's in a beautiful location of Yesentuki where you can walk around. Uh, it's right beside the park. It's right beside a main uh, square with some pretty fountains. So that's one. And then there's a good place I really like in Pitigorsk to take guests to. It's on uh, the highway outside of the – it's towards Beshtal, the mountain. And it's on the highway towards the Kvartal region, which is the north – West. West. Just district. like the west half of the city. Yeah, northwest district. Yeah. But it's called Kilikia. Kilikia. It's it's cafeteria style. And it's kind of like in the States, cafeterias used to be style restaurants used to be really popular. And those don't there's not many of them anymore. But that is a great place to go to try all kinds of different Russian foods. I'm gonna go up to bat for Pitigorsky real quick. There are yeah. a ton of restaurants, many of them are good, fine, normal. If you want something that's kind of fun and that really gives you a sense of the Caucasus at large, I would recommend 1001 Nights, which is on the main drag down in central uh, Pitigorsk. The main drag is called Kirva or Broadway. You can just say Broadway in it. And it's this sort of like nice kind of thing with stars and dark fabric. But they have um, one dish in particular is called Saj. Yes. Saj. Great group dish. Do not pesco. Go directly to Saj. <laughs> it is this, I just, it's so good. Meat and veggies and potatoes all kind of cooked in front of you on one big plate. All right. I'm thinking of other restaurants, but we'll move on. I'll say, I'll say for Kislevoltz, there's a great burger shop. Uh, it's on the main strip on the way to the park. It's called Viseta 5642, uh, which is how high Elbrus is in meters. But that's a cool burger place. It's pretty modern. They have really good burgers. Uh, Visita 5642. And they've got some good outdoor seating there too. Elevation, basically. Yes, yeah. that's right. Top three must-see tourist attractions. Okay, so you and I will we'll probably build, build the basket here together. We, we might disagree. <laughs> build the basket together. Here's some that I would highly recommend if you are in these cities. Um, the first is you got to go to the top of Mount Mashuk 
It's not a big mountain here. I think it's a thousand meters above sea level, but it. But not above the city. It's like. It's yeah. It's not huge. It's like a thousand feet above the city. You can hike it in about an hour to the top. It's a three mile paved road, which is well worth it. That. Yes, you could hike straight up it in about an hour. Oh yeah, yeah. If you, you go can up just the road, a- it might take a little longer. But uh, there's a cable car to get you to the top. Like a, what we'd call a gondola. Gondola, yep. And then the views are just spectacular of the entire Pitigorsk region. Mount Bestau is to your right, which is uh, basically in Zelesnovodsk. <laughs> That's just funny because you're to talking your right about here the, is, the, the top of a mountain. <laughs> if, yeah, it's true. If you're, if you're standing kind of in the middle of the viewing area looking okay, over okay, Pitigorsk, off to your right is Bestau. And then off to your left on a clear day, you can see Elbrus, oh, which yeah. is amazing. And the whole range. Yes. The whole so range. often in Pitigorsk, uh, this, the horizon is clear in the early morning. If you do a sunrise hike up Mashuk, you could be in for some incredible views. Um, but you can take the cable car up later in the day. Sunset is really pretty from there. You get a real good feel of the region from there. The second is on Mashuk. It's uh, on a street called uh, Gagarina, which Gagarin was the the Soviet uh, cosmonaut first into space. That's right. But you stop at this restaurant on the right called Skaski Vastoka. It's uh, Legends or fairy tales of the East stop right there. And then if you just start smelling sulfur, follow the smell, <laughs> you just walk down, you start walking down a little where these cars are parked. And that's where the famous, uh, Pitigorsk hot springs are. You have to go and check these out. Go at least dip your feet in them. You will see lots of Russians, often grandmas and grandpas in their bikinis <laughs> or in their speedos. But like, there are some, there's, they're basically like these, this huge assortment of, uh, I think some are natural and others are man-made like hot tub. Well, right. So yeah. the deal is they basically channelized a natural hot, like blisteringly hot sulfur spring coming out. Right. And then they sandbagged a couple areas below where this, these pools were and they made a set of cascading pools. Yeah. And what people will do is they'll start in the bottom pool and the pools are like bathtub size. We're not talking big pools. Yeah. You can fit two people in a... Yeah, and a lot of them. Or but they're others, all they sandbagged a long time ago, so they've all crusted over. They look just they're just solid stone now, yeah. or mineral. But people start in the bottom because it's coolest and kind of work their way up. I mean, the first time we went, Andrew, the guy in the top pool, he was sitting there. He was lobster man. Oh yeah. I mean, he was like literally cooking. They're serious about it. Ugh. Yeah. So you got to go just to experience it. There's a real pretty view over the city of Pitigors. You can also see Elbrus from there on a clear day. Um, one of the cooler experiences I've had was climbing to the top of Mashuk one morning for sunrise and then descending down to the hot springs and chilling there in the morning. And the morning, early morning is the best time. There's very few people there. Right. That's a cool thing to do in the winter when it's very snowy. Fun, yeah. It's still hot. Um, so make sure to check that out. And then the park in Kislovolsk, you just have to go there. It's uh, this gigantic, beautiful nature park, uh, very peaceful. Uh, and then there's this really nice kind of boulevard or kind of walking area. What do you call those? Strips? Like a, a pedestrian street? Yeah, kind of huge pedestrian street. The uh, architecture is very different. It feels very European. And they have one of the better souvenir kind of markets in the entire North Caucasus right there on that strip in Kislevolt. So I would highly recommend checking that out. That's a really cool place. I really agree with those. I think um, Mashuk is 
there's just, it's a really fun little mountain and, um, the Kislevotsk walking street slash into the park. The, the park is both woodlands with like little paved paths and yep. then also like rose gardens and, and, uh, Fountains planned gardens and, and stuff. Uh, it's really f- fun to explore, but yeah. you know, you gotta be ready to walk. I guess the only other thing I would say is for a totally different experience, I would have said our upper market is a wonderful bazaar yes. type experience, but yep. it's changing so much. They're putting a lot of things indoors. They're building nice structures. It's still, even though like the fruit and vegetable room is still very much of a bazaar feel. Yeah, that's cool. Because you have dozens of fruit and vegetable sellers, dried fruit, nuts, honey, and they're all like in this one fancy not fancy, but new room. Yeah. Anything new feels fancy there. Yeah. But for those who really want a crazy market experience, take a taxi down to Lira. Yeah. And Lira is a, it's like a market of markets. And it's, I mean, there are buses that take people from one end to the other. It's so big. When they, buses come from every Caucasus Republic every day. It's essentially this huge market that sells wholesale to retailers all, so like, all around I, the region. One store I remember stumbling upon was the mannequin store. It's just like a store, <laughs> but it's like a booth. Anyway, so it's not exactly like just like sort of buying a bag of nuts. This is like seeing, I mean, they have a ton of stuff, but it's more like mm, more usable everyday stuff, I would, I would say. Yeah, you can totally get lost down there. Spend You can spend a good half day down there. But it's, it gets yeah. you into, it's just you really, I don't know, get into the culture in some ways and can talk with people and yeah. and it's pretty interesting. I agree with that. One thing uh, to get you to Kislevoltz, this is a great thing about the region. There's a train called the Elektrichka, uh, which is a, it's a sitting, it's a sitting train. Uh, that's not how you say that. Rather than all those standing trains. <laughs> train with seats. There's no. <laughs> it's a passenger train. Passenger train. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. But it runs, it's an hour and a half from Kislevoltsk to uh, Mineral Waters, the city, and it connects Mineral Waters to Pitigorsk, to Yesentuki, to Kislovodsk. It's running by the hour every day, lots, of, lots of them. the second. I mean, yes. these guys do not skip a beat. So Pitigorsk to Kislovodsk is around 50 minutes in the yeah. train. It's a real pretty drive. Kislovodsk, mm-hmm. the mountains are starting to rise when you come into the city. So that's an easy way to get connected to those two cities for a day trip or something. Yeah, yeah that's I really recommend that. Also, there is a... Uh, very Russian circus in Kislovodsk. That is a cultural experience that I personally won't forget. I remember my palms sweating, and I also remember monkeys riding on the back of galloping donkeys. <laughs> so, <clears throat> among other things. Love it. All right. Next question. Off the beaten path locations. Yes. Like, where, where are we going to, where can you take us that's not in, you know, Lonely Planet. Yeah. So uh, the two that came to mind, I mentioned one already, Lenin Park in Pitigorsk. It's not so much off the beaten track, but it, it wouldn't be considered a top tourist location either. That's right beside some of those hotels I mentioned. Um, but this is a really cool park. If you start at the top and work your way down, uh, it's got this huge Lenin statue overlooking the city. Um, and then uh, before the Lenin statue, there's uh, World War II monuments uh, for folks who uh, died during World War II from Pitigorsk defending Russia. And then when you head your way down, there's real pretty flower beds, fountains. Um, I love that park. I love going there with our family. And then it heads down to the main square right in front of the kind of 
city administration, the White House. That reminds me of one thing I forgot. I think an absolute must-see in Pitygorsk is the drinking gallery. And I'm sort of into like bizarre experiences, so I'm going <laughs> to frame it that way. But this is one of those things that just you will not find other places, many unique. other places. Yeah. And it is memorable. So this is – and you can you can stop off uh, – not the whole drinking gallery, but there's one source. Source number one is yeah. along Lenin Park. So basically, the Soviets built these huge marble <laughs> halls with taps for all these different sources in the area, and they would and just sinks. And you go and you pay two rubles for like a micron thick plastic cup, the cheapest little cups, or you could bring your own. Yeah. And then you just go, and next to each one, they've probably talked about this, but next to each one is a placard that has the mineral content of that of that source. Wow! And then ask anyone, and you'll get the you'll you'll get your understanding filled in with what it's good for. Different sources are going to be good for all different things, but they are some of the most horrible tasting waters. Oh man! Ever? Yeah, they are amazing. <laughs> There, it's like the rotten egg one. You've got like the metal one. It's it's just so worth it because yeah. there are people not only go there every day. There are people who work in that building. Oh yeah. So to me, that's like one of the. Best I think that'd be a top there. off the beaten path, just because you will never ever see tourists in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably true. Yeah. So those are good. Those two ones. I like that. All right, Andrew. Is there anything that we need to know that our our Tourists need to know just in general cultural tips about being here, clothing. Um. Honestly, I would say this is the part of the North Caucasus that if you are not from this area, especially if you're from the West, it probably would feel the most kind of normal to you. Yeah. Like similar. Um, so like style of dress is for some people is very Western. You'll see all styles of dress here because people from all over the Caucasus are here. A lot of foreigners travel through here, and so folks are used to seeing uh, foreigners here. A lot of foreign students study here. Um, I would say the one tip I would I would offer is a lot of people come in vacation in these cities. You can use it as a launching point to the rest of the Caucasus. You can spend a week or two weeks here, and there's a lot of companies that send day trips, folks in uh, day trips to North Ossetia, to the City of the Dead, to Grozny, to Chechnya. Right to Elbrus, to Dumbai, Arhees. Um, so there, there's a lot of stuff that's accessible from these cities. So in that sense, it's a really cool launching pad for the rest of the Caucasus. Yeah? I don't think I have anything to add to that. I agree. It's very, it's very similar to a lot of Eastern European places, and you can probably more readily feel, feel free to be yourself in, and in a lot of ways. Russians, I mean, this is a huge Russian... Uh, holiday destination for Russians. Yeah. Partly because of the uh, still strong presence of sanatoriums, the the health resorts. It has a really historical, uh, significant, significantly historical place in Russia with Kislovodsk, Pitygorsk. Lermontov lived here and wrote Pushkin. Um, Solzhenitsyn is from Kislovodsk, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's just a beautiful area. And so a lot of folks came here in their childhood and are still coming here. Yeah. And reaping the benefits. Join the Russians and come to the Caucasian take the mineral waters. waters region. All right. That's it. We'll look for you guys when you get here. Hope you enjoyed those travel tips. Thank to you, Caucasus Andrew. Mineral waters. Yeah. We hope to have you in the studio again sometime. Thanks. Anytime. <laughs>